0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through New Beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. You know, I found this out during these 36 years of, of uh, walking with, with God, walking with the Lord, being aware of His presence that whenever we want to know what God thinks about something or how God feels about something the best thing to do is to go right to the word of God not to go to another person not to go to not, especially don't google it <laughs> but to go right to the word so genesis chapter 2 verse 18 god said it is not good for man to be alone now i understand the context is speaking about the marriage relationship. But the truth is, it's not good for anyone to be alone. We all need friends. We all need people to share life with. Amen? Amen. Why? Why is it important for us? Why uh, do we need to be doing life together with others and not being isolated and not just going through life like, uh, you know, just you, yourself, and, and whatever's in your head? It's not good. You're left to your own thoughts. It's not good. But, but it's even more important than that is it, it's impossible to love without someone in your life to love. You, there would be no demonstration. There'd be no expression of love. There'd be no outward evidence of love because love must be expressed to another human being. Love is contained inwardly, but it must be expressed outwardly. And if you have nobody around you, how are you gonna love? Who is there to love? You love yourself and it's gonna be, that's a, that's, The world doesn't need more people loving themselves. The world needs more people who contain the love of God within their hearts to be very, very much aware of those that are in your life that you can express love to. Amen? Amen. And so this weekend we are talking about the power of community and it is powerful. The, The whole concept of community is extremely, extremely powerful. Why? Why now especially do we need to study this topic is because, in the, in the time of history that we're in right now, in the society that we're living right now, and honestly, it's not—it's not limited to the United States. What we're seeing is happening all over the world. There are forces that are trying to pull us apart from one another, that are trying to isolate us from one another, and we've got to—we've got to come against that. Why? Because those forces are trying to stifle the love of God that's in your heart, especially the love that's contained in the hearts of the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, the children of God. Yes. Amen. Amen? Amen. You've got love that's been placed in there by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came to live inside you, in your spirit, he brought love. He is love. The Holy Spirit is God, yes? yes. And God is love. love. So when he came, he brought love Amen. into your heart. But it can't just stay there. It's got to be expressed. It has to be let out. It's got to be activated. The only way you could activate love is when someone in your life or everyone in your life, really, we should properly say it that way, when everyone in your life becomes the object of your love. Then, man everybody's going to want to be around you. Everybody's going to want to be in your presence. Everyone's going to, they're going to say, man, I just love when I'm in that person's presence because I could feel the love of God. I can sense the encouragement. Uh, If I'm discouraged, all I need to do is go in the presence of that person and man, it just perks me right up. Amen? But unfortunately, many of us do not have those type of people in our lives. So, So what's the cure for that? You be that person. You become that person. When we become those people, then we activate it in other people's lives. The bottom line is this, that God created us to share life with one another. Never created us to do life alone. And there's something very special when Christians, believers I'm talking about, come together, it changes the atmosphere. It's a supernatural principle. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus said, Where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. And whether you're sitting in this room or whether you're, you're, you're at home watching online and you just gather a couple of people, go grab somebody out of the street and say, come in here, I need you. I need more than one or two people with me. Why? I want to experience Jesus's presence here. So Ecclesiastes chapter four, listen to this. Talk about there's power when we come together. Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. Your heart's got to go out to people that, that may, may not have family, may not have neighbors, may not have just they're isolated. And when, when the troubles of life come, it's very difficult to do life on your own. We need each other. He said here, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up verse 11 also if two lie down together they will keep warm but how can one warm keep warm alone and though one may be overpowered two can defend themselves a cord of three strands is not quickly broken that third strand is always symbolic of the presence of the lord in a relationship in community in community and when believers come together people of like faith there is a we change atmospheres it just happens. It's something supernatural. Look at it this way. Talk, we're talking about the presence of God in relationship, in community, when we're in community with one another. You remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel, right? They're condemned to death because, by the king of Babylon because they refused to worship this idol that he set up. And, and it could have cost them their lives. According to the king, they were to be thrown into this fiery furnace with their feet and hands bound. That was going to be the punishment for them. That was going to be the consequence for them not obeying the command of the king. So they knew this. They understood this. But it didn't stop them from obeying God. They banded together like brothers. And they stood strong, making the declaration that no matter what, we're not going to bow. And when they were thrown into that fire, all those that were watching were amazed. The king himself was astonished. And he said, wait a second. Didn't we throw three men into that fire? You see, yet I see four. I see another one walking around in that fire. And he looks like the son of God. Jesus showed up on the scene. Jesus showed up on the scene. When you have community, when you have... But let me ask you this question. Guys, do you have brothers that will stand with you do you have brothers that you can band together Uh, ladies do you have sisters that you can go to and and share your heart and and not just go in to see what you can get but do you have sisters that you can pour your life out into it's so important it is so important We've watched this all throughout the years. People who have good, healthy relationships and have people that they can both receive from and also pour out into, you see tremendous spiritual growth in those kind of relationships. Amen. Well, pastor, I'm, I'm really kind of a private person. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe you are, but that's gonna stunt your growth. God said it's not good for man or woman to be alone. It's not good. It's not good. We need each other we need each other why especially when you're into somebody who who's a believer who has received the lord jesus christ they're born again the spirit of god lives in them you know god can use a person like that to speak into your life but when you're on your own and you're going to keep everything now i'm not saying you go walking around blabbing everything that's going on in your life how many of you know that's not a good idea either okay there's some things but you, you should keep to yourself there is a possibility of giving away too much information but, you know, you know on the inside when you can share, but just, uh, just pray that God would bring you good relationships. Yes. And, you know, healthy relationships are not just relationships when you never have problems. W- when you have a relationship that there's never problems in, one, somebody in that relationship's not being honest. Oh, that, that hit a nerve. That hit a nerve. When you got a relationship, oh, no, our relationship is great. We get along fine. We never argue. We never fight. Somebody's lying somebody's dishonest somebody's just stuffing it and sooner or later man like a volcano that's just gonna go oh you know what i've been listening to this for years i have had it bam <laughs> healthy relationships are relationships when you can talk and you could be honest with one another or you could say hey listen you know what uh, i love you but you know when you do stuff like this it just it annoys me or, or in modern day vernacular when you do stuff like this it, it triggers me okay And and we we want to be honest with each other. We want to be able to be transparent with each other. Why? Because we need one another. Those three guys that got thrown into that furnace, their faith in God kept them safe. Their bond as brothers united their strength. And Jesus showed up on the scene. We need that. We need that. The Old Testament reveals a principle to us about community. This is what it says. One can put a 1,000 to flight, but two will put 10,000. Our strength and our ability is multiplied when we're in community with one another. Why? Because we're holding each other up. We're encouraging one another. There's a special anointing for the sons and daughters of God when they come together for fellowship, for prayer, for Bible study. It's, it's like, and, and I've seen this throughout the decades, it's like God smiles on that, on that occasion. Whether it's coming together just to share a meal whether it's come together specifically to pray or for bible study it's like god god smiles on that and when god smiles on something man his presence shows up i've seen it i've seen it in my family i've seen it amongst friends i've seen it as soon as you're sitting around the table with some people and you just start talking especially especially when you start talking about the things that god's done for you over the years when you start man that stirs something up and all of a sudden you start remembering oh man I forgot about this and I forgot about that and then you share something and person on the other side of the table shares something person on this side starts sharing something all of a sudden you realize wait a second uh, something's going on here the atmosphere just changed it's because like you're glorifying God Instead of you sharing, oh, did you hear what uh, what happened here? And um, did you see the news? And did you see that post on Facebook? And did you see that and the other thing? And did you see this evil thing going on. That even, when we talk about that, what do we do? We stir up darkness. Now, don't don't put your head in the sand. Pray about those things. Take authority over those things. But when you come together with your brothers and sisters, you want to build each other up. We have a family member. who will go unnamed. Uh, you know, years and years over the years, we'd sit around and we'd start talking about the things of God, and he'd start going, Man, it's getting hot in here. It's getting hot in here. Yeah, it was the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He'd start sweating and everything. We used him as a gauge. Whenever he started sweating, whenever he started getting hot, we knew the anointing is here. If anybody needs prayer for anything, now's the time to do it. Why? Because there's something very supernatural that happens. When you come together with believers and you start lifting up the name of Jesus and you're talking about all the things that God has done, look at the power that's available. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Now in the church that was in Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Sibion, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. You <laughs> know, they throw Saul at the end. And Saul. <laughs> Now watch the principle here look at this look at this cuz you know this is one of those scriptures if you if you're not careful it'll just go and you won't catch the spiritual significance and the principles that are at work here so you've got this bunch of guys that are coming together verse two says as they ministered to the lord and fasted now they set a time apart they in this particular case they not only set a time apart for them to come together to worship god but they also fasted which means they had an expectation of something to happen here They had obviously been led by the Holy Spirit to set a time, to set this time apart and to prepare for it by fasting. Okay? And so what happens? Look at this. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said. Now, if you're not careful, you'll let that slip right by. What happened here? They came together, they ministered to the Lord. It created the atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move, for the Holy Spirit to intervene, for the Holy Spirit to come on the scene in a very tangible way. Well, look at this. And the Holy Spirit said, now separate to be Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. What do we see here? Here's, here's a worship, a time of worship, just like we've just experienced and they created an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit was able to speak. Now, now I, I, I don't know that it was an audible voice. It doesn't say it was an audible voice. When this group of believers came together for worship and prayer, something supernatural happened. The Holy Spirit spoke. Most likely it was one of the men delivered a word of prophecy under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But they received direction in the midst of community. Look at, look at, please please grasp this this is so important it's why it's so important for for the church of the lord jesus christ to assemble themselves together there is a type of corporate anointing that cannot there's a type of presence of the holy spirit that cannot operate cannot is not activated until there's a group of believers that will come together with one purpose in mind we're going to worship god we're going to lift him up we're going to sing his praises we're gonna sing all of his worthship, what he's worth to us. When that happens, the Holy Spirit starts to move. The Holy Spirit becomes active in our lives. He begins to speak. We see this happen all the time. We'll, be, we'll come together. We've experienced this, the same presence during our corporate worship times in church. We gather ourselves together to worship God and the Holy Spirit speaks. He might call out a physical condition. Last weekend, we saw that happen multiple times in, in multiple services. Last Saturday night, for those that were, were, were present last Saturday night in the worship service, the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden, I was not expecting this at all. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit impressed me. Give a call for those who want to be active service, in active service in the kingdom of God. Those who just don't want to sit in church on Sunday. They want to be active. I never expected almost 100 people rush the stage. What happened? The Holy Spirit was free to move because we spent time worshiping him. That's community, Christian community. Community amongst brothers and sisters in the Lord should produce the activity of the Holy Spirit, Amen? amen? So sometimes he might give out direction. Sometimes he might call out a physical condition. Sometimes it might be an emotional condition. Many times the Holy Spirit will alert us Say, hey, there's someone in the crowd in within community that's experienced some type of heartache some type of heartbreak and somebody might come to church thinking nobody in the world knows what their problems are nobody cares and all of a sudden the holy spirit gives that kind of direction that person receives relief amen so we need to we need to gather I see if we didn't come together if there was no community how's that person going to receive any type of relief He might give direction for the rest of the service. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will direct direct the worship team. They might get inspired to do a specific song that maybe they hadn't been planning on doing. All this is a result of the power of community that we might not ever experience on our own. Think about this. The church was born in community. Acts chapter one, verse four, and being assembled together. Say together. Say together. Together being assembled together with them he commanded them not to depart this is jesus in the midst of them but to wait for the promise of the father which he said you have heard from me for john truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the holy spirit not many days from now and you skip down to verse 12 the same chapter that says then they returned after jesus ascended into heaven they returned to jerusalem from the Mount of olives which is near jerusalem a sabbath day journey and when they had entered They went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas, the son of James. And look at this. These all continued with what? One accord in prayer and supplication. And look who else was there. With the the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Large group of believers. Obeying that command don't leave jerusalem stay together get together huddle yourselves together don't go out yet why because you're not ready yet you got to receive something else what was that something else the baptism of the holy spirit they stayed together now we've got to imagine that these believers were praying they're sharing scripture they're encouraging one another they're reminding each other of the things that jesus did and said and they were waiting for the promise of the father in the upper room so where, where are they they're together in one place they're sharing this experience and what happened? Acts chapter two, verse one. When the day of Pentecost came, ten days later, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, you know, you'll experience suddenlies when you're in community with, with each other. Amen. You'll experience suddenlies. It'd be something that you've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And all of a sudden, you get together with a bunch of believers. You start praying. You start worshiping God. You start sharing Scripture. And guess what, man? All of a sudden, the suddenly shows up. And suddenly like, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. How many of them got it? Uh, I'll, I'll read it again. Verse 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. In other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So now, now you've really got a powerful group of people. Because now you've not only got a community of believers, but you've got a community of believers that are filled with the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> can't help but notice that this happened when they were all together in one place. That all of them were filled. They all had, that's what community does. Everyone together, unified, on the same page and with the same purpose. They experience God together. They experience God together. And that's why we have connect groups. So people can experience God together. And one of the greatest expressions of community takes place in fellowship. Verse 42, of that same chapter. So much happened in Acts chapter two. Verse 42, after they experience all this, early in the morning, they experience the Holy Spirit coming to the earth, baptizing them, immersing them, flooding them, surrounding them with his presence verse 42 says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to what come on guys and then to what fellowship Fellowship. to breaking of the bread and to prayer everyone was filled with awe with many wonders and signs performed by the apostles all the believers were together it is that word again and had everything in common they sold property and possessions to give anyone who was in need Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This same group of believers who were now spirit-filled devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Where did they get that teaching from? Jesus. And to fellowship, to breaking bread, sharing a meal together, and to prayer. Prayer and as they were together and had everything in common they cared for each other they took care of each other they shared what they had nobody's holding on to this you need something here let me share it with you that's the hallmark of the church that's the identifying mark of the body of christ because of the strong community among them they witnessed signs and miracles They ate together. They went to the temple together. They met in homes together. They enjoyed favor and happiness, the scripture says. And best of all, their community continued to grow. Why? Who wouldn't want to be included in a community like this? They took care of one another. They pursued God together. They enjoyed each other. I was talking to a young lady yesterday. I believe she's here. I don't know if she's outside or here, whatever. And had she come to this church? Because somebody invited her to a connect group. And she said her life has drastically changed since she got added to this group of believers. And that blessed my heart. That blessed my heart. Why? Because when you establish relationships with people, then we get to share the overflow of what God's done in our lives. Amen? Who wouldn't want to be part of a community like that? And it's such a beautiful example in the New Testament And this is why it's important for each one of us to be part of some type of a group. A connect group. A connect group. Say, man, you're really pushing it. Yeah I am. Why? Because it's good. It's good for the growth of every individual. It's it's vital to the growth of every individual. Why? You gotta sometimes you gotta go from rows to circles. You gotta go from facing me to facing each other. It's not a lecture is not enough. Amen. Amen. In this scenario, we don't have the ability to share experiences. You're, you're here, you're listening to me. You're, you're online, you're listening to me. After you listen to me, you can go on YouTube and Google or Google or YouTube and you can listen to uh, preachers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But you can't share. There's, there's no interaction. We need this. They, see, they, they, they continued in the apostles' teaching. That's this. Teaching, lecture, study. But they broke bread together. They shared their lives. They shared their experiences. They shared what they learned. They helped each other. They prayed for one another. They interacted together. They carried each other's burdens. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We need both. We can't, we can't just have... Continue. It's just one-way conversations. There's got to be interaction. Amen? Yes. We need each other. Yes. And one of the main purposes for the New Testament, the letters that are written to believers, is to teach us how to live through tough times, instructing how to live, how to treat each other, how to stay strong in their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. The letters that were written to the church were written during terrible times in the early church. Some of them were written to groups that were under severe persecution already whether it was persecution from the religious people or persecution from pagans. It wasn't an easy time to live as a Christian. And it's funny how we're coming almost full circle to times just like that. We're in difficult times right now. And so unless we have the opportunity to sit across from each other and to share what what we're experiencing, you may think you're the only person that's going through the tough times. And that's not good. Because when you're left to your own thoughts, the enemy moves in and starts to Exaggerate those thoughts. Yeah. Tries to put the emphasis on the negative. But when you're with other believers, and you you know you're sitting around and you listen to someone, hey, this is what's going on in my life right now, okay? And some person say, you know what? I, I went through a similar situation like this, and this is what God did. Or, a, or a friend of mine went through a situation like this. This is what God did. But when you just left on your own, it's very easy to become discouraged. Amen. Amen. And so the leaders of these churches face challenges. In, in leading those churches. They're, they're small groups of individuals. The church is just starting at this point. And so, we have instruction from those scriptures. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. And we're saying, yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But you can't practice that in this atmosphere. You can only practice that when you're in community with others. Be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another. Be compassionate, be humble. Romans 12 says this: live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. This is all instruction for community. Why? Because you're not going to have a healthy relationship if you're not loving one another, if you're unsympathetic, if you have no compassion, if you're full of pride. Nobody's going to want to hang around with you, no matter how good your coffee is. They're not going to come to your house. (laughs) Live in harmony it says in romans be willing to associate with people of low position don't be so high minded first john chapter 4 says dear friends since god loved us we also ought to love one another it's a constant theme in the, the scriptures a constant theme in the new testament Way more than the Old Testament. New Testament is built on forgive one another, love one another. Forgive one another, love one another. Forgive one another, love one another. Why, Why do we have to be constantly told that? Because we're human and it doesn't come natural to us. You know what comes natural to us? Thinking that we're better than somebody else. Thinking that I want what I have. I don't want to share it with you. I don't want to forgive you. You offended me. That's what's natural to us. And so we have to be told continuously. God continuously is appealing. The Holy Spirit appealing to our spirit to affect our soul so that we'll have healthy relationships and that we'll live in community. We need each other in order to share the love that God has placed in our hearts. I hope you're getting this. I I hope this weekend you're getting this. I want to wrap this up with a story I heard many, many, many years ago. I hope you can picture this in your mind. A pastor had noticed that one of his faithful members had disappeared from church. This man had been perfect in his attendance. He was on fire for God. He was a great encourager to other church members. He was a very, very strong part of the church. Yet he disappeared. The pastor hadn't seen this member in the church for many weeks. The pastor decided to stop by the man's house was then the dead of winter... The man heard a knock on the door. He opened to find his pastor on the doorstep. The man motioned for the pastor to come in without saying a word. They both sat in front of a roaring fire. Not one word shared between them. After about 10 minutes, the pastor stood up, walked over to the fireplace, took one of the utensils, took one of the logs that was flaming and fire, took it, placed it to the side, apart from the other burning logs. After a few minutes, the log that previously had been engulfed in flames ceased to burn, just sputtered out, just smoking and hissing. The flame had disappeared. Again, without saying a word, the pastor got up, placed the log back on the fire with the other logs, and immediately that log burst into flame once again. At this point, the man turned to the pastor and said, okay, I'll be back Sunday. You get the picture? So easy to lose the fire. It's so easy to sputter out. It's so easy to just produce smoke where there previously had been fire. When you lose the flame, you lose light and you lose warmth. And that's what community produces. When we come together, we produce light. You bring your light, I bring my light. You bring your warmth, I bring my warmth. And man, we become appealing and we become attractive. Why? Because the world that is lost and suffering and miserable and lonely wants to experience a genuine light and wants to experience the genuine warmth that you and I have closed up in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. I'm asking you, please, consider being a part. Listen to what it says in Hebrews chapter 10. And let us consider how we may spur one another, encourage one another toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. All the more, as you see the day approaching, and oh my God, we're seeing the day approaching. We need more than a lecture. We need community. We need one another, especially now that we see the day of Christ's return coming so close. Get in a connect group. Go invite somebody for lunch. H- have a few couples over. Practice safety measures if that's going to make you feel more at ease. But we need one another. Get in a Zoom connect group. If, if, you, if, you, if you feel like, I don't know if I want to go to somebody's house. I don't know if I want to be in a small group. yet. That's okay. Get involved in a Zoom group. But please do not isolate yourselves. Those that are watching online, please do not isolate yourself please consider coming out to church please or at least reach out to others over the phone over the phone you remember that you remember do you remember actually what it was like to 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 key in those numbers and actually hear a voice instead of reading a message don't no, no, don't I'm, I'm, listen to me make it a practice this week please call someone on the phone and talk to an actual human being and 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 really shock them don't text them first because now that's a new thing now. You can't call somebody until you text them first. Like, is, is it okay if I call you now? And, and what are they telling you when they don't answer? They don't have, they give you their answer. Don't call. I don't want to talk to anybody. If you're at that place yet where you're not ready to be in groups of people, and, I, and I'm talking to those that are online, obviously. then please, talk to somebody. Talk to somebody. With the technology we have today, you can have multiple groups of people in on conversations just don't isolate yourself do not isolate yourself it's not how God designed us to be amen yes. Amen. Father I pray God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that every person that's here every person that's watching this online whether it's this weekend or whether it's months in the future God I pray that the Holy Spirit will take this message and just, just emblazon it in our hearts God that we need each other you've created us God That we glorify you when we love one another. Share our lives together. Sharing the good times, but also sharing the bad times. So that in all things, you would be glorified, Father. We trust you to work these things out in our lives, God. I pray, Father, for those that maybe have had relationships that have gone bad, that have gone sour. Father, I pray you, the God of restoration, Father, would restore those relationships back and make them healthy, Father. We trust you for all these things, God.